Welcome to From the Ground Up, insights into crop production productivity from Salford's agronomy expert, Jim Boak. Good morning. Today is Monday, December 26th, and today we have Eric Richter on the phone. We're going to talk stand establishment. And Eric, would you like to introduce yourself today? Well, good morning, Jessica. Yes, I work with Syngenta Canada as agronomic uh, sales rep, and I've been fortunate in the last number of years to really spend uh, time here looking at soybean production systems with our growers and with the goal of really trying to help our customers grow the best possible crop of soybeans. So I look forward to our, our discussion on that. It seems a little bit strange to be unboxing, talking about soybean growing on Boxing Day, Eric, but it's never too early to start planning, is it? No, that's right, uh, Jim. It is important in crop production to take the time during the off-season, we'll call it, to, to put together that plan and, and look at all the things that worked well and uh, want to continue planning for those, but also look at some uh, new uh, ideas, uh, integrating those or planning to integrate those into your coming season, and this is the time of year to do it. That's right. You have a recipe that, that's kind of a, a part of continuous improvement program that you've, you've worked on, uh, spent a lifetime working on. Uh, do you have a recipe for stand establishment for for growers to consider kind of a plan to follow or or a rule book, guidebook? Well, again, it is interesting. We're talking this morning about, about soybeans and stand establishment in particular, but I'd, I'd like to point to, you know, to the to the corn crop just for a minute in that uh, over my 30 years in the industry, my career as an industry, we've done a great job of encouraging growers to um, improve and enhance their corn stand establishment. And, and I really do believe that many growers have taken up that challenge and it has resulted in you know, a significant uh, upward yield trend that's part of, it's part of the system. And, and, and I, I believe the data clearly shows that um, you know, now is the time to focus on soybean stand establishment. Um, there's lots of, lots of challenges out there, and certainly it is a current topic that is worth discussing here. So in thinking about that, then, uh, you know, the corn golden rule of, of the picket fence stand and photocopy, photocopy plants, that, you're saying that applies to soybeans as well, and, and what we need to aim at is, is an optimum final stand? Yeah, absolutely. In, in terms of soybeans, I think the first thing that growers really need to, to work on is identifying the optimum population that they need to achieve. And what do you need to take into account to, to uh, determine that optimum population? For, for me, personally, I'd recommend two things that growers consider. One is the environment in which they're going to plant those soybeans. Would it be deemed to be a high-yield, a sort of medium, or a low-yield environment? High would be you know, 60, 65, 70-plus bushel environment, and of course, low would be struggling to do the 45 year in, year out, and mid is in between, of course. That's one. And the other is the plant type, slender versus mid bush and bush. And that simply describes the profile of that plant. A slender plant often has very few secondary branches. It is what it, what it is. It's a slender, uh, almost stick like plant, versus the extreme would be a bush, which is exactly, again, <laughs> refers to what it looks like. It's a 
main stock with many, many branches off it. And those two things taken into account would form the basis for the decision as to what the optimum population is like. And we can talk a little more about that. But but you're right. The goal here is to get to a picket fence stand. And this is the first step that we need to take into account, understanding, having a target and understanding the population dynamics that, that uh, are out there in those in, in your particular field. I have a few questions coming out of that, uh, and this may be a little bit simplistic, but you know, you pick a slender plant for your seven and a half or ten inch rows, and mid bush for fifteen, and a bush for your thirty inch rows. Would that, or, or is that too simplistic? No, uh, I, I again, Jim, I think you're absolutely right on it. Uh, you can. You can plant uh, a slender in seven and a half and possibly even 15s, but I would caution growers of, about planting uh, in 30-inch rows with that plant type versus the mid-bush and even the bush. They will work in 30s. Let's work back the other way. They'll work in 30s. They'll work in the medium rows, 15s to 20s, and they would even work in 7-inch rows. But here's here's the challenge is that population trumps the row width. In this case, we really do need to zero in on those uh, optimum populations, and uh, whether it's 30s or seven and a half with this bush style and even mid bush, um, we have to we have to get it right because one of the things we want to invo- avoid for sure here is overplanting soybeans. There's a sweet spot that we need to be in and Overplanting soybeans can, in its own way, cause some significant production challenges, i.e., lodging, enhanced disease, and so on. How do you find that ideal population for your farm? Is there a, you know, a magic bullet to figuring that out, or is that trial and error? No. Well, we're hoping it's not trial and error. You know, in terms of the work that we're doing at Syngenta, this is actually where you need to go to your seed specialist, your agronomist, and your company rep, and uh, talk about the varieties. To be uh, strengths, of course, and weaknesses with each and every variety. But what we're trying to do is line up that best fit in terms of the agronomic characteristics. But within that, taking into account the, the plant type, we are providing this information to our dealers and ultimately to our growers where we are going to recommend, based on our research data and our trialing work, we're going to ha- have that data to recommend those optimum populations for, you know, a slender plant in a high yield environment, and uh, vice versa, you know, a bush plant in a wide row environment, that type of thing. So there's differences between the varieties, and I would encourage growers to work with their seed dealer and seed rep to answer those questions rather than a, a trial and error approach. Bringing the corn thought back into the equation again, you know. When we're planting corn, we're you know, we plant 36,000, expecting to to raise 34, but that gap in soybeans is quite a bit wider. Where does that happen? Where where do we lose the stands in in soybeans compared to you know the what we expect in corn? It, it is this the attrition gap, the difference between what the grower plants as far as seeds per acre and what is achieved as far as final stand Uh, in corn as we say it's you know routinely less than 10 percent differential there yet on soybeans you're right jim it's uh, 
on average 20, 20, 25. We've seen many fields up as high as 30%. We've documented this over a number of years, different environments. And, and yes, it, it does vary grower to grower, field to field, and year to year. There are some factors here that certainly come to the top, but seedbed prep, planting equipment, uh, are a number of things. But one of the biggest factors is residue management. Uh, many of these fields now, uh, corn fields and wheat fields, are producing very high yields. And along with that comes uh, a large amount of residue, which is still a good thing, absolutely. And we need to figure out a, a way or a strategy to deal with that residue because we still need to have seed soil contact at the optimum seeding depth to achieve those uh, optimum stands and to just plant into that residue and not pay attention to detail on this one is potential disaster. It really is a, a challenging part of the production system, stand establishment in heavy residue situations. Well, we're seeing lots of new tools come to the market that are you know, not, not extreme tillage, that they're kind of a mid-range where we're able to handle those residues and, and reduce them a little bit so you know i think the tools are there i think maybe there's a lack of understanding on how to get the best out of them perhaps well i think again i i've borrowed this term from a grower i have a good relationship with and i know he won't mind but a little bit of tillage goes a long way and trying to enhance uh, residue breakdown um, you know that itself is you know, different in each one of the growers' systems, depending on soil health and the microbial activity and so on. But in terms of trying to get that seed into the ground, there's no one perfect system, but the growers certainly uh, need to, to look at residue management and, uh, you know, some, I'll say, surface tillage is one strategy, absolutely, that can that can work here and help in stand establishment of soybeans. Thanks for listening. You can stay up to date with Salford on Twitter at Salford Group and on Facebook, same thing, Salford Group. From the Ground Up was brought to you by Salford Group, manufacturers of Airway, BBI, Valmar, and Salford tillage, seating, and application equipment. For more information on Salford Group, go to salfordgroup.com or call 1-866-442-1293.